Good morning, you guys. It is Queen Key Talks. And if you guys haven't listened to the first episode, make sure you go and listen to the first episode because that explains why I started the podcast and um, just a few details about who I am and where I am from, what I do, and just different things like that. And I told you guys, if you listened all the way through to the end of the episode, because it was not that long, I told you guys at the end of the episode, I um, in the next episode, that we were going to get a little juicy, a little deep, and talk about some personal um, things. The topic for this episode is why having patience is so important. Let me repeat that again. Patience is so important. And I tell you guys that because I speak from experience. Yes, I am only 22 years old. Going on 23 um, in August. (laughs) But no, seriously, I speak from experience. I will say that I have patience. There's certain things, depending on what it is, that I have patience for. Children, I have patience. Need a babysitter? I'll babysit. (laughs) Because I have patience with children. Now, when it comes to asking someone to do something for me or when I need to get something done, that's when I don't really have that much patience because any woman and any man um, will tell you that they do not like depending on people. But majority women will be like, I'm independent. I don't like depending on people. I ain't got the patience to ask somebody or to tell this person to do something and then they don't do it, then you got to do it yourself because they didn't do it right. That's how I feel. Sometimes. Not all the time. But let me explain to y'all why patience is so important. And we're going to get into the story because there's a story behind why I'm telling you guys why it's so important to have patience in your life. You guys, before I get fully into this story, this story that I'm going to explain to you guys, I just had to cut this in and put this in here. I want you to listen to this all the way through. Yes, it's long. I'm trying. I'm going to make it as interesting as possible. But I want you guys, I want to be transparent and I will explain everything in the story of why I'm being transparent. But I want to be transparent because like um, a former um, NFL athlete says that your transparency is your testimony. If you're not transparent, How can people relate to you? You guys, I want you to listen to this full story all the way through because I know there's people that's been 
adopted. I've known people that's been in foster care. I've known people who've never met their mom or their dad, or in worst case scenarios, their parents died before they, you know, when they was born and they never got the chance to meet them or they died at a young age. So I understand the void. This is me having my voice to help you guys to understand that if I can make it, then so can you. Not only with just finding my parents, and sometimes maybe God just doesn't want you to know that part of you at all because he might have took you away from it for a reason. Who knows, maybe in the years to come, maybe you might find your family, maybe you might find who you are, your background, where you come from. But I am explaining my story because I want you guys to know from the time I was born up until now, the process I went through to find my family, the feelings I felt, the emotions I had. I want you guys to know that I'm here and I feel your pain. Now, listen to the entire story. So the story, so you guys don't know because obviously this is my second episode and I didn't really talk on it in my first episode because I didn't want my um, first one to be like automatically soon like that personal. I just wanted to explain my why. So But majority of my YouTube followers know, um, subscribers know this information, but not really. So I was adopted. I never got the chance to meet my mom or my dad when I was younger. Um, My mom, she was a drug addict. That's what we're going to say. My mom was heavily very addicted to drugs I'm not for sure exactly what it was or what exactly she did but she was addicted to drugs and as a baby while she was pregnant with me she did drugs as well um so it it was it was very very crazy and Someone and still don't know um, the story of that part, but anyway, someone you know saw how after I was born. Obviously, you know when you're born with drugs in your system, you know how that works. You know you gotta. It was just a lot that was going on, and I was taken away from my mom at a very young age. And I remember when I used to tell this story. Well, I really didn't used to talk about the story, but like every time I would explain this little small part at the beginning of the story, I would cry or I would tear up or I would get like these feelings where I would be so upset and so angry and like just agitated. Obviously, we all have questions for my viewers out there, my listeners who are adopted, have ever been in foster care, never knew your mom or your dad or even just any family member at all. If you've been taken away from your parents, 
you know and you understand how those feelings are. Anyways, back to the story. I remember, I don't remember, but this is from what my granny um, would tell me. And my granny is actually my mom but she's my adopted mom so there's no blood relation sometimes you have to break this down to some people because some people just act like they're just okay so yeah she is my adopted mom but she doesn't eat I don't even refer to her as that that's my granny that's my mom that's my best friend and she explained to me the story of how Now, this story, I sometimes still, this part, I still get emotional on because this was the grace of God. And this is why, again, having patience is so important because she told me the story. She said that I was, I probably had to be no older than two. I was probably, she said I was 13 months old when I had got taken away from my mom and she was already a foster parent. So she already had other children her grandchildren she already had other children um that she was taking care of and that she you know was being a parent to so she was a foster parent they knew who she was DHS was you know they was interested they knew all about her that's why they was like okay let's take you know take me to her house and so she said that when the people which is DCFS or yeah, DCFS showed up to her house, and this is in Chicago. Um, when they showed up to her house with me, she said that they, you know, asked her if she if she could take me. You know, just not not adopt me. You know, they really just wanted her to take me in. You know, foster care. Y'all, you guys know how foster care works. Either you're gonna be there for a little while, then you go to someone else. You know, who knows what they were thinking, but. You know, they wanted her to take me. And she said, when I showed up to the house, minding you, I'm still only, I'm still a toddler, still a little baby, 13 months old. She said that I was dressed like a little boy. She said that I smelled really bad. My hair was just, it was, it, I just looked a complete mess. I had, uh, she wasn't for sure if it was a birthmark at the time or a bruise on my back and she and they didn't have no paperwork and you guys know um foster parents out there adoption parents adopting parents you guys know that when they bring kids to your house you have to have the paperwork you have to have some type of paperwork because then you know for those like like she said she didn't know if that thing on my back was a birthmark or a bruise and she didn't want to be accused of anything so she's like you guys know me you guys know I can't take her you guys know I have to have the paperwork because if anything happens I don't want to be blamed for anything and so she said that they she had let them in she let them in she had you know I guess they put me down let me walk around and stuff like that And she said that I had walked around that place like I had been there before. Like, that was my home, and I knew it. And she said I was just walking around and just talk, you know, not talking, but, you know, just walking around, and I, like, I was happy. 
And so she said that she was like, I just, I can't do it. She was like, I can't take her. I can't take her. You know, I don't have her paperwork. So they said, okay, you know, and as they were getting ready to leave, you know, they picked me up and she said, and when I tell you guys, she said, I lit up the whole entire block. She said, I lit up the whole entire block. I was screaming. I was hollering. I was crying. I was reaching for her. And she said that in that moment, she knew in her heart that she had to take me. And she said, you guys better make sure you bring her paper. She was like, come on, come on, I'll take her. She was like, you guys better make sure you bring her paperwork here tomorrow. Um, she was like, I need her paperwork. You guys need to make sure you bring her paperwork. I need to know, you know, like what's going on, you know, my background, stuff like that. And so as I got older and she explains this story, first that part was a miracle because if it wasn't for her taking me in, who knows where I would be right now? Who knows what foster care or what parent I would have went to or what household I would have been to? Like, who knows? And so for that part, um, for everything, I am forever grateful because she took a risk. She took and did something that she didn't have to do. But minding you still, growing up, I always would just hear the story about my mom doing drugs and while she was pregnant with me and um, when I was born and she said that when she got me she made sure she took me to the doctor to make sure you know there was nothing you you guys know you know when you're born with drugs in your system they try to say you know there's something wrong with you or something like that along those lines so she took me to the doctor made sure everything was good and uh, I was born with drugs in my system but obviously you know they cleared that out and then I was also born because at the time my mom I don't know exactly what she was doing how the heck you know so she had syphilis and so I was born with that but, you know, when you're a baby, you get your shots and everything. So that was all cleared up. So over the years, I get older and I start to get questions, you know, like I call her granny because, again, everyone else around me called her granny. So I just called her that. And so anyways, back to the story, you guys, um, as I got older, I got I became more curious. I wanted to know who I was, who was my mom. All I have is a picture of her and I don't have that picture anymore because it got burnt in a house fire. But um, I had a picture of her. She was pregnant with me and she was standing inside of a room and she wrote on the back of the words that she said, Nikisha and Shoemaker, I will always love you. And she just, and it's just hard because I lost that. I don't have that picture anymore. So I don't have the words. And she had the most beautiful handwriting. And I have the exact same handwriting as her, guys. It's funny. Um, but no, seriously. So back to what I was saying. We... I became more curious. I wanted to know more about my mom. I wanted to know who she was. I wanted to find her. And, whew, excuse me. It is really early, you guys. 
Um, but I just really felt the move and motivated to go ahead and create this one for you. And in the midst of everything, I didn't have any help because I didn't know where to start. And the adoption agency that she went through to adopt me was all had closed because we winded up moving to the another side of the city. We were still in the south side, but we were in the you know the wild hundreds, as they say in Chicago. If you guys that are from Chicago and you are listening, you are familiar, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. And I would get on Facebook when I got old enough to have a Facebook. I would get on Facebook. I would get on all these websites and try to find my mom because that's all I knew. I don't remember anything. She never brought up a dad. All she would say is there was a man there with your mother and he picked you up and I told him to put you down because you know, you're a little girl. You ain't supposed to have no little girl just in between, you know, in between your legs. She felt like that was inappropriate. And so I didn't care too much about finding my father because Granny always told me about my mama. So I was like, okay, that's who I look for. And all I had was a name and I knew she lived in Chicago. And I was searching, you know, the you know the public records, ancestry, all these places charge so much money. And as I became a teenager and as the years, you guys know that when kids are very cool, when I would tell people when I was younger, it was an embarrassment. Kids would laugh, kids would talk about me and just all of that. Kids are me. (laughs) But I've grown to have thick skin over the years because of that (laughs) anyways i am so sorry guys i want to give you every single detail i want to be as transparent as possible um because i don't get to be as transparent in other areas of my life but with this i want to be every detail transparency if you don't have transparency is your testimony if you're not transparent how will people be able to relate to you how will they be able to understand you you feel me okay Like I said, as I became a teenager, I was just more and more and more and more curious of who I was and all of that good stuff. So I just, as I got, then I graduated high school. And again, I told you all I had was a name and a I knew she lived in Chicago. My mom's name is Sharon Shoemaker. So that's all that I had. And that's all I could search by. But it was so hard when that was the only details that I had. So I then graduated high school. I'm in college. So now let's fast forward a couple years to 2017. Well, first, back in 2016, I can remember the month of December, or I'm not sure if it was the summertime of 2016, I literally gave up. I said, you know what, God, I'm going to forever have this void in my heart. I'm going to forever not feel complete with knowing who I am. I said, God, I don't know what to do. I said, I'm doing all of this looking, all of this searching, and maybe it's just not my time. And that's when I heard patience, just be still. I was like... So that's what you want me to do. I have spent literally, okay, 2016, 
Okay, so at the time, I'm 22. You guys, I'm horrible at math. Three, 22. Okay, yeah. So at the time, I was only like 19, 20 years old. I just turned 20. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. Um, yeah, so I just, I had to pray and ask God that when it was time, maybe I just wasn't ready. Minding you guys, that was in 2016. And so... I prayed about it and I was just like, you know what? I'm going to leave it up to God. When it's the right time, he's going to reveal it to me. Fast forward 2017, a couple months after I had said my prayer, left it in God's hands because it was really eating at me. It was really affecting me in my life. And I just, I, 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 cause I really urged to find my mom that's all I wanted was to meet her to know her you know you guys know you know that feeling of that empty spot that void of not knowing who your parents are you know so that really had bothered me it had really hurt me and I was just like you know what I'm still gonna have that void but I'm just gonna leave it up to God if he wants me if he leads me there to find her, he leads me there. If not, then it just wasn't meant to be to know who I am. So 2017 comes rolling on around in May. May of 2017. May 7th was the day my life completely changed. You guys better make sure you listen all the way through because it's really some valuable stuff in here um, of what I'm explaining. And I know, I know it is long, but trust, there are other people podcasts that I've listened to or episodes and it is like two hours off. So I'm really trying to do my best. Not to make it that long, but also I don't want to leave anything out because, again, transparency is your testimony. Without transparency, how can people relate to you? All right. Okay. And so, like I said, that day my life completely changed and I just that day just felt it felt like I knew and my like I told you guys I had just got on Facebook like a couple months ago I don't go live so when I go live it's an important message it's a actual event going on I don't just get on live like other girls just eating or smacking my gum and swinging my hair back and forth because you know you girls when they get their inches you know they swing their hair back and forth y'all know what I'm talking about with music in the background so I'm gonna talk to me but I ain't saying nothing you know so when I get on live it's a PSA it's a SOS like tune in because I got a blessing to drop on y'all to share with y'all And so I had just went live back a couple months ago and saying how 
I just left everything up to God regarding finding my biological family. So I get on Facebook and I'm scrolling, right? Just typical day, typical day, just getting on the book, just seeing who posted what, reacting to this and that. Then I come across someone, and I don't know, it was, I can't remember if it was a classmate, I don't know, but someone said it was truepeoplesearch.com, and this girl was like, girl, I put all my information in here, she put this on Facebook, she was like, I put all my information in here, and she was like, all, she was like, I put my name in here, and all my information popped up, she was like, y'all, this website a little creepy, she was like, it got all your previous addresses, it got all the telephone numbers you done had in your life. She was like, it got all possible relatives, relatives, friends of the family that you might be friends with. Like, this website was really weird. And I'm like, what is she talking about? But, you know, anytime I have came across a website that I had where you could search people's information, you had to pay. Because it's like having people's public records and their information. So... So then I was like, okay, I'm finna get on this website and see what she talking about. Cause I want to know what's so weird about it. And you guys, I didn't go into this like, oh my gosh, I'm finna use this website to find my mama. No, I went into this website. Like, you know what? I'm finna put my name in here and figure out what's going on. I wasn't even thinking about trying to use that website to find my mom. I was just like, let me see what she talking about. See how strange and weird this website is. So then I was like, okay, let me put in my name, Nakeisha Redmond. When I tell y'all, it really low-key is creepy because that gives people so much information. That gives people access to your life. They can see all of your information, your family's addresses. So all of that information popped up. It had my previous addresses, my telephone numbers, possible relatives, my granny name but when it meant possible relatives it meant obviously you know adoption wise you know my family that I have now you know so it had all of that information I was like what in the world that is creepy so then a thought was like or I knew it was God I'm not going to say it was a thought that small still voice when you guys have obeyed what God told you to do to be patient and be still and when he said try it but I didn't want to get my hopes up because I was like I'm probably not gonna find her anyway there's probably too many Sharon Shoemakers that live in Chicago so I typed in my mom's name and then it had the option where you can narrow it down to Chicago because when I just put her name in search it pulled up all the Sharon Shoemakers and the entire state in the entire world you know so I narrowed it down to Chicago and three Sharon Shoemakers popped up one was already above the age she was like 70 something I was trying to do the math I was like no my mom is not that old there was another one she was young. I was like, no, nah, do the math. My mom ain't that young. There was one that was literally right in the middle. And she was like, I don't know if she's 50, 51, not for sure. 
but I went to and I clicked on it and then my heart when I tell you guys my heart was pounding I clicked on the name said Chicago Illinois but then when I backtracked all the way through all of her previous addresses she didn't lived in tech this lady had lived in Texas at one point then lived back in Chicago but what threw me for a loop and gave me that push to keep on looking through her information was that back when I was around the same time I was born between 1995 to 1997 she was living in Chicago Illinois let me tell you guys right around the corner from where I got adopted literally I stayed on 69th and Winchester in Inglewood in Chicago and she stayed on 59th in Webchester guys when I tell you my heart started beating even more I said this gotta be her then I kept going up through through the dates and it said Chicago Illinois and it would say Walcott Winchester then after that it went back to Texas then it went back to Texas then it went to Chicago so then I started to go through and see what the phone numbers was because then in that case that's when I really started itching and then I started going through the possible relatives and there was some shoemakers in there and I was like okay this this and I had told myself I said God said this is it and I was like no I said this is her I said this gotta be her I said the other ones are not her I said, this got to be her. What a coincidence that she lived around the same area that I lived in when I was born and when I got adopted. So I was like, this is crazy. So she had two, there were two phone numbers that were um, recent phone numbers that were active on there. And I was like, I'm so scared, but I'm going to call these numbers. And when I called the numbers, one was disconnected and one just rang and went to voicemail. And I was like, huh. And then, you know, it kind of hurt my heart a little bit because I was like, dang, I wasn't going to get my hopes up, but I didn't got my hopes up and I don't know one's answering the phone. So y'all have to know me. I'm not scared, especially when it came to trying to find information on my mom. I was not scared. I will go the mile. I will pay what I have to pay. I will do whatever if it takes me close to where I have to be. And so I went through all the possible relatives. When I tell you guys, I started calling the possible relatives. I started calling telephone numbers. No one was answering for me. I felt so defeated. And God just kept telling me, like, don't give up. Don't give up. But I was ready to give up. I had close to a computer. And then I was going to walk away. But then, again, that still voice inside of me, God was like, try again. And so there was a particular name in there um, that I had called a bunch of times and it was Robert Shoemaker. And I was like, okay, you know what, God, I'm going to go back. And I didn't exit out the website. I kept it up because I knew I just had a feeling. And I went in there and I called the number again. I was like, you know what, God, I'm just going to go ahead and do it. And I said, if he if someone answers they answer if not then I don't know maybe someone will try to return my call who knows and so someone answered the phone y'all when I tell y'all I was so scared and so (laughs) when I tell people this story I was like you know what I had to listen and see if it was a white man's voice or 
a black man's voice. And I only say that because if it was a white man's voice, I would have hung up the phone. Because obviously there's no type of relation there. But it was a black man. Southern, southern, older black man. I could tell that he was older. He was a southern black man. I was like, hello? And he was like, hi. And I was like, oh my God. And you guys, when I tell you my heart was about to jump through my chest. It was about to jump through my chest. And so here I am. I said, hi. I said, my name is Nakisha. And I was just so nervous because I didn't know what to say. But I've been through this before where I've got on Facebook, sent people messages to see if they knew a Sharon Shoemaker. Sent people, like, I was bold. I was not scared. But this time I was because this is an actual voice. Like, I'm talking to someone that may possibly know my mom. And I was like, do you know a Sharon Shoemaker? He was like, yeah, that's my daughter. Oh, when I tell you my heart dropped again. Y'all, my heart dropped completely to my stomach. And he was like, yeah, that's my daughter. I was like, did she ever have a daughter? And he said, yeah, but we never we never got the chance to meet her. Guys, I, I and I and I still tear up when I tell this story because it really changed me. Like my heart completely just like I felt really. It was so many emotions I was feeling. Like I was just I didn't know what to say. I was like, I said, I think I'm your granddaughter. And he said, Sharon Shoemaker's daughter. He said, What's your name? And I told him my name. And he was like, when was you born? I said, I was born in 1996. And he said, I'm your grandfather. And y'all, when I tell you I went crazy, I went ballistic. And we we talked on the phone. And he had got my grandma, um, Bonnie, on the phone. And I was talking to her. And I was talking to him, and he was telling me all these stories, and he was telling me about Mama and how she was wild. And so, before we even had got into all of that, I said, well, now that I know you guys are my grandparents, that's the first thing I wanted to know. I said, well, where's Mama? Is she? I said, well, where is she? Is she around? Is she near you guys? Can I talk to her? Does she have a phone number? Then that's when he told me that, oh, baby, she passed. And that really broke my heart. He said, she, guys, when I tell you it wasn't the right time, it was not the right time in 2016. Today is June the 6th, 2019. Today makes three years that my mom has been gone. He told me that she passed back in um, 2016 because she had a heart problem there's so many stories from that and I'll save that part for a different day but he told me that she had already passed and my heart was broken and even though my heart was broken because I was like wow that's the one person I searched for in my entire life and yes I'm so happy that I have my grandparents but my heart is broken because I wanted to really meet her. I spent my whole entire life picturing and wondering my whole 21 year at the because at the time I was only um, I was only 20. Um, 
And I spent my whole 20 years of my life trying to find my mom, trying to picture and imagine what it would be like when I first met her, when I first saw her, if I would be angry, the emotions I would have, the questions I would ask her. And it was like, I can't ask those questions. And he was like, well, you know what, baby, even though we don't have her, you gained us. Even though we lost her, you gained us and we gained you, her daughter. And he was like, I'm going to call your uncle because you have an uncle and I'm going to call your uncle Nico and stuff like that. And I remember calling my sister and I was just so and I was just crying uncontrollably. I was like, to me, this is this is real. I found my parent. I found my family. I found them. I found them like I was going crazy. And so anyways, to speed up the story because I've have been explaining this story for a long time but like I told you guys transparency is so important and I wanted you guys to exactly know my story from the beginning all the way up until now and so after that day and it was like I didn't want to tell nobody else I didn't get on Facebook I just said OMG the next day I walked into work, I was like, Jojo, because I was still in awe. It didn't feel real. I felt like if I went to sleep and woke up that it was going to be a dream. That's literally how I felt. And my grandparents live in Texas and I felt like it was a dream. I walked into work the next, I woke up the next day and I was like, and I looked at the phone and I was like, this is really my granddaddy. He when you texted and he was like, send me a picture of you so I can know how you look. And he was like, you look just like your mom and all of that stuff. And I had saw Jojo and Jojo was mine. She's like my sister. That's 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 my ROD. That's that's fam right there. And she was like, and I walked in. She was like, Keisha, what's wrong? I said, Jojo, I found my family. And she was like, Keisha, because she knew how and excuse me I'm sorry she knew how important it was to me because that's all I talked about was wanting to know my mama and wanting to know where I come from and all she could do was hug me because she was so happy for me and she wanted to know how it happened and I explained it to her and she was like well where's your mama is she alive and what I told her she was just so heartbroken too because she was like oh I'm sorry Keisha and so that full entire day, I had put on Facebook the prior night, I was like, OMG, you know, with a heart. And everybody was commenting like, what's wrong with you? What's going on? And I just, I didn't say anything. I just left it alone. I didn't say anything because it felt like a dream. Like, it, like that's not true. Anyways, fast forward, you guys. It's 2019. That day, my granddad had called my uncle. I had talked to my mom's brother, her older brother. His name is Uncle Nico, Uncle Nick. And I talked to him, and he was just like, wow. He just couldn't believe it either. And y'all, when I say y'all, he's the most coolest hip uncle ever. He is the coolest uncle ever. I have the best uncle in the world. And so he was like, you know what? He was like, I'm going to tell everybody. All of a sudden, I was getting calls. I was getting Facebook friend requests. 
he tagged me in something on Facebook and everything was blowing up for at least a month. My phone was going crazy. I was talking to people. People were sending me pictures. Then I had an auntie that was like my mom's sister. Because somehow down the line, my mom's family kept in contact with my dad. And I, like I told you guys, he wasn't even on my mind. I wasn't even thinking about him because I didn't think he was around. I just thought my mom, someone, you know, she got pregnant and then I just left her, you know, to do it all on her own. And so she, she was like, well, baby, I'm going to call your daddy. And I was like, huh? She was like, you got siblings and nieces and nephews. I was like, huh? And so that even grew even more, you guys. So come to find out, I get a call. And it's a guy named Willie. And he's he's like, hey, baby. And I'm like, huh? I'm like, hi. And he's like, I'm your father. And I'm like, what? Like, I have a father. Like, I have someone that I can call dad. And he's mine. And he was like, you have one sister and you have three brothers. And he was just telling me all of this information. And I was just so excited. Like, you guys, I was trying to figure out dates, like what to do. The first place I went was to Texas to go meet my grandparents. And my Uncle Nico. And I had a ball. I was only there for a weekend. And I've only been there once. So I'm planning another trip. Look out for that. And overall, guys, I'm just going to go ahead and just get to, you know, the point is, you guys, I explained this from beginning to end for transparency and for you guys to understand, literally, I spent 20 years, I'm not going to say 20 because I wasn't able to read and write at the age of two (laughs) to do anything, but I spent majority of my when I got old enough to even understand, I spent majority of my junior high going into high school and, co- and yeah, I'm still in college. Majority of my adult, you know, after college, that little time frame, looking for my mama and looking for who I am. Like, I wanted to know my true identity, my background, who I was, who is my bloodline, where do I come from? And I made sure with my granny that, you know, she wasn't hurt, that she was, and she was more than ever happy for me. So that's really, I wanted to make sure she was okay. But I spent my whole entire life. And that one moment when I prayed and I asked God, I said, you know what, God, this is too much. I'm hurting myself. I am stressing myself out because I would go through these little moments where I would cry myself to sleep because I how can you miss someone and people would make these little remarks because they didn't understand how can you miss someone that you don't know how can you miss someone that you never met my is how can you miss someone that was always a part of you that, that's my mama I was birthed I was born through her so obviously I will miss her I want to know her I want to feel I could always feel that she was a part of me I wanted to know her I wanted to see her I wanted to 
I wanted to have that interaction and I was tired of not having that interaction. I was hurting. I was sad. I just really wanted to know. And I cried. I would always cry myself to sleep wanting to know. And after I had prayed that prayer for a while, I just, I didn't cry. I stopped thinking about it. And when, 2000, when May 7, 2017 came, God really, that patience for six months, you guys, I had just prayed and I left it in God's hands and he knew that I was ready. When I officially put everything in his hands, this is why he says to have patience. Patience is a virtue. Why standing still and hearing what God wants you to do is important because look what can happen. When you're not trusting God, when you're not having faith, when you're not having the patience to see the light at the end of the tunnel, when you rush things, You never know what the consequences of how that will turn out. And I was so, I was just so overdrawn, you guys, that, that really showed me that miracles can happen. Yeah, if you just have a little patience and a little trust, God will work anything out, but you have to trust him. You have to have patience. You can't doubt him. Patience is a virtue when you're working on God's time because God doesn't work on our time. And I had to keep telling myself that because I was like, I will never find her. I will never know her. And you guys, for the past two years, my entire life, I haven't even met all of my family members. I haven't met, literally, I think I've met more people on my dad's side and my siblings and stuff like that been on my mom's side. I only met my grandparents, my uncle Nico, my cousins. I have two cousins that I was able to actually meet in person when I went to Chicago. They had a car and they was like, you know what? You are first cousin. We finna come meet you right now. And so I was able to meet them and that's it. I haven't met anyone else on my mom's side. I've met uncles and and cousins and everything but the downfall you guys is even though I met my dad in 2017 in June six months later towards the end of the year my dad got really sick and he passed away in December so that was another heartache because it was like wow it was like I went through all of that felt my family both mom and surprisingly have a dad side of the family just to meet him and then he gets taken away after a short amount of time and that was just God saying again you met him on my time had I not met him at that time I probably would have never met him I probably would have never knew who he was so I thank God that I got the chance to spend at least the little six months of knowing my dad the laughing the crying the tears the dancing At the time I did. And those were probably the best six months of my life of meeting my dad and knowing my dad. I told this story because I know there are people out there who feel the same way I do. Yeah, so 
this is really for people, again, like I said, towards the beginning, for people who've been through having that feeling of void and emptiness and just wanted to know who you are and where you come from. And sometimes God doesn't allow us to meet those people or to know those things right away because maybe you were not prepared at the time. Maybe you're not ready. And maybe God sees that you're not ready. You may feel that you're ready, but maybe it's just not the right time. So I really hope, again, that this story um, really helped someone because, again, that is why, like I say, now I try to have even more patience for everything. I will pray. And then after that, after I done prayed about it, I'm just leaving it up to God. And whenever it's the right time, it'll be the right time. And he will reveal it to you when it's the right time. So I really hope you guys enjoyed this story. I really hope that it was entertaining, that it helped someone out there. All my wonderful um, just people, children, older folks. This is for anybody. This is not just for, for me. This is for anyone who's dealt with loss or just anything. Just know to be patient because... God is going to work something out and it may not be right when you want it, but it's on God's time. He doesn't work on our time and that's just how it is. And you guys, that is it for that, for this episode and Queen Key Talks is out. I will catch you guys in the next episode. Again, if you have any topics, anything that you want to talk about anything you want me to speak on majority of the time I will just be um letting you guys know the topics of what we'll be talking about at the end of each previous podcast um I might surprise you guys in the next one as well it's not going to be too personal it's going to be just a different topic on just some life things May share another story with you guys, but it won't get as deep as this one. And again, um, to send any suggestions, follow me on Instagram, key, which is K-E underscore the queen. So key underscore the queen, and that's K-E underscore the queen. Also follow me on Twitter at key, K-E underscore the queen. Yes, that is key underscore the queen. So if you guys have any any questions, any, you know, references or whatever the case may be, just DM me on there. I normally reply back. No creeps, though. <laughs> but yeah, Queen Key Talks is out, and I'll catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.